Hello and welcome to iRoll, a Volvo Car America's regional podcast bringing you company and industry news from our region and around the world. I'm Jim Nichols and I'm here with Hannah Keaton. Hello, Hannah. Hello, Jim. How are you? I'm very good. Yourself? I'm doing well. So this is our first show. It is. And uh, the goal here is about every other week to deliver information about the company. And, you know, sometimes it'll just be you and I, but other times we'll have some guests and we'll, we'll try to mix it up a little bit. Absolutely. So um, everyone here listening, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes at the moment or wherever you like to listen um, and tune in on your commute. I know I'm a big podcaster when I drive um, or over your morning cup of coffee. Um, and if you've got any feedback for us, whether about what we're talking about here, about our speech patterns, whatever, um, shoot us an email at vcuspr at volvocars.com. That's right. We do have a little bit of that New York, New Jersey type of uh, <laughs> twang. So yes. uh, criticisms are welcome just as much as uh, any type of input. But, um, you know, the one thing uh, for certain is that summer is most definitely here. I think everyone's been dealing with the heat all across the country. But uh, typically, this is a time where you see empty parking lots and things like that. Not so much the case here at at the Volvo offices. Our colleagues in Sweden might be on vacation, but here in America is people are at work. That's true. And I think you can really see that when you look at our sales numbers. I mean, for the month of July, um, people are putting in work and it shows. Um, for the region, we were up 2.5% for the month versus last year, which is really great work, especially when we're taking a look at our three-year growth trend. Um, and if, for those of you who dialed into the uh, sales stand-up last week, you heard Rick say this, but across the entire region, it was just a really incredible effort to close the month, and especially in those final hours of the day, um, really tremendous effort. Yeah, I think there was a story about one of the colleagues coming by just with a boxes of donuts and said, I know you're not going home today, so here are some donuts. Yes, shout out to Roman. He he knew everyone what everyone needed in that moment. Yeah, so. I'm glad that we got the new treadmills in there, too, because if they're <laughs> living off of donuts that late, it's it could be a problem. Yes, it's all about balance. Yeah. So um, we also had an interesting uh, outcome from J.D. Power, uh, the appeal survey. And, um, you know, whenever I talk about appeal, I always say it, it, the acronym stands for kind of what you think. How is appealing is, is kind of the car. But it officially stands for Automotive Performance, Execution, and Layout. I think it's one of those things where they came up with the acronym first and then tried to fit things into it. <laughs> yes. I mean, basically, it it's measuring how much people like their car. Right. Um, it's, it's measured within 90 days of ownership, and it looks at, you know, myriad uh, traits of the of the car. But um, big news from, from J.D. Power here is that we made a big jump in our standing in the appeal results. So we've leapfrogged some of our competitors moving up to fifth place overall in the appeal survey. Um, We've leapfrogged some of our competitors who we're seeing kind of sliding down a bit in the scale, which is huge. Now, look, I've always loved Volvo cars and and the look of Volvos, but you just have to step back for a minute and look at that. Fifth overall place for appeal where we've been in the past, which is not not above, I mean, we haven't been above the premium average since 99. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking all, almost 19 years, um, or almost 20 years of, of not being, you know, above that kind of premium ranking. And now not only are we above the premium ranking, but we're beating out Mercedes. Right, right. Um, um, so not it's to pretty name amazing. Names. <laughs> not to know on the names. Absolutely. I, I think something that we should really step back and think about is the fact that we are in a position right now where our entire lineup is the the best it's ever looked, and we're kind of at the pinnacle, and and it's really showing in these right. numbers. So we should feel really proud. And that's why when we talk about the opportunity ahead of us as far as growth and things like this, if it's not now. 
when is it? When is it? Yeah. Uh, because really, the, the product is is excellent. It is going to be getting even better, mm-hmm. uh, but we're at a great a great point right now. Um, let's talk about things a little bit closer to home about our friends down in Charleston. Um, so obviously, the the plant that's out there is is a big part of the community, and a big part of the community, of course, is giving back. Absolutely. And the team down there, I mean, ever since we broke ground and even before that, um, the team down in Charleston has been really committed to ingraining itself with the community and and making sure that we're contributing um, as we should. And news out of Charleston this week is that we have so far provided more than $100,000 in community grants to local nonprofits. Um, We are are supporting, you know, a number of different organizations, but we're really looking at those who share our values of safety, quality, and environment and education. So um, there have been a ton of recipients, but just a couple to name, the Alzheimer's Association, the American Red Cross, Association for Blind and Visually Impaired, um, just a few. So the next round of applications are open for community grants. So if you know of a local South Carolina organization who deserves some funds from us, um, share the application. So head to volvocars.com US, and on the South Carolina factory page, you'll see a bucket for community engagement and and make sure you pass along the link. You know what I love most about this whole program is that it's not just a group of people sitting in Volvo that's making these decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephanie Mangini and the team down there have a group of community leaders that sit on a, on a panel and they go through all of these applications and they make the decisions over where they think the money should go. And it's really phenomenal when you think about that because it's one thing for us to you know to kind of come in from a foreign country and build a plant, put it down, and then and then guess what would work. Instead, we're really working with the community and saying where is where can money make the most impact? Where can our input make the most impact? And let them come to us and say this is where we think it can really make an impact. And that's and that's where we do it. It's it's really amazing. Absolutely. Well, well, speaking of making an impact, I think we've been exploring for the past couple of years the way that um, you know cars and driving uh, are making an impact on our world, the world around us, and and that's been through an effort called Volvo Reports. Can you talk to us a little bit about that, Jim, and and share um, an update on? On our latest Volvo report? Yeah, so Volvo reports is essentially when we go out into the marketplace and, and we try to figure out how are people's relationships changing with their cars. And so one of the things, of course, we always focus on is uh, driver awareness and driver education. And um, we see that out of the latest report that just came out is that most people don't think that driver education in the U.S. is good enough. And, um, and so it really causes us as a safety brand to kind of step back and reflect on that and, and how can we have an impact on that. And we're going to have some initiatives coming out soon that talk about how we can make an impact on the driver education process. And, but out of the research, there were a few interesting things where Gen Z now, now Gen Z, we always talk about millennials, but Gen Z is now becoming of age of learning how to drive. These are the kids that have just taken the driver's ed program and a lot of them said that just after the driver's ed program that they don't remember mm. uh, a whole lot of the stuff that they had just learned, which is a problem. It's a problem in the way in which we are going about in this country of, of teaching people how to drive. Um, not surprisingly, uh, older generations thought that younger generations were worse drivers. Younger generations thought older generations were worse drivers. Um, everyone thinks that it's not me, it's the others on the road that are the problem. And um, I, I think, you know, our, 
our culture, our Volvo culture, has always been one of kind of looking inward. And we're all out on the road. Um, you know, obviously, we can all use some tips, refreshers on, on how to be fantastic drivers. And that's one of the things that really came out of the report. And one of the things that we'll be looking to as a company is, of course, we want to affect the education of others, but we also want to be reflective of ourselves, making sure that we ourselves are the safest drivers possible. Absolutely. So in terms of, of becoming safer drivers, I think, too, there's been a lot of conversation around, you know, interacting with the interfaces within our cars. And Google last week made an announcement about its um, Android Auto interface. And can you share a little bit about about that with us? So with Android Auto, it's, it is a little bit more of, of, of looking at how that interface has integrated well within the system and its usability. And so Google is really making steps on trying to make the system that much more you know, usable. And what's nice about that, of course, is that platform is that they're able to do that update on your phone and you're going to experience the difference in your car. So you'll notice a, a different color scheme, uh, more of an opening of, of the use of, of Google Voice Assistant. I would say it's almost kind of a, a little bit of a preview of what we have planned, what you'll start to see on Volvo vehicles next 18 months, um, which is the Android Embedded, where there are some fantastic things that are coming out with that software. You'll have Google Voice Assistant embedded into the car and have the ability, this is the future, mm -hmm. have the ability to control things like HVAC and all those type of things through that platform. So I think if you're using Android now with the with the new update, you're going to get a little bit of a taste of what's going to be down the road mm -hmm. uh, for us in the future. But it, it really is something that, that's going to be pretty cool. Very good. Um, you know, all those integrations are fantastic with Census. And, uh, but just the other day, I had hopped in um, at the P1800. And um, I still love the P1800 as an iconic Volvo, but you really do miss the Android embedded or CarPlay, or at least I do. <laughs> uh, but there's some people that, um, that still love you know, the 1800 and all those heritage cars for what they are. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, recently we had an opportunity to, to take some of the cars out of our warehouse and um, show them off a little bit to the community. Yeah, over at Bear Mountain. Uh, it was uh, a beautiful display, actually. So um, every Wednesday from May to September, so over these hot summer months, uh, a lot of the classic car lovers from across the Northeast region flock over to Bear Mountain to see this really overwhelming, actually, display of, of heritage cars that just kind of you know overwhelm this expanse uh, of green. And um, what's interesting about this, you know, we headed over there last week with a display of some of our heritage cars alongside some of our new cars. But what's interesting is that um, manufacturers, OEMs, aren't typically invited to have their own displays. These are usually displays that are run by enthusiasts, people with big collections. But but Volvo was actually invited to display, you know, as Volvo. And, and display we did. And it was a real impressive team effort. Um, more than 30 of our colleagues from Rockley um, banded together, organized the whole thing, got the cars over there, made sure everything looked fantastic. Um, and a really, I think, inspiring display of team spirit and, and um, passion for our brand. And, you know, the newer colleagues get, got a first time to drive the car. And uh, I know at least one of them learned which one of those heritage cars does not have air conditioning. I didn't hear about this. Uh, well, you know, and that's always what happens when you, <laughs> when you, when you do classic cars in, um, in August. Yeah. Uh, but the 1800 ES um, does not have air conditioning. Um, so it's... Uh, 
Yeah, they so learned. So they were in for a real authentic experience. They are a very authentic experience. Um, <laughs> uh, fantastic cars to drive, but uh, I do love my XC90. I mean, absolutely. Um, it's ventilated. And I keep that well, well. But, you know, in addition to driving, so we talked about driving the old cars, but we have the 2020s on the way. Mm-hmm. And we have a the refreshed XC90. Um, and we have the opportunity for some of the journalists to take the very first drive in those cars coming up. Yes, in Banff, Alberta, it's going to be stunning backdrop. But I think most importantly, it's going to be a really prime location for the journalists to experience the cars and the handling and um, and spend some good quality time with the team as well. Yeah. And it's the first time that they'll get to drive the six-seater. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we have the six-seater coming out under the refreshed XC90. Uh, it'll be the first time they get to drive the V60 cross-country. And then, some people are excited, we have the Polestar engineered XC60. The first time that the XC60 has ever gotten the Polestar treatment. Very exciting. I know some of our journalists are kind of drooling at this opportunity. And, you know, when you look at that, when you look at some of the other luxury brands, when you look at Audi and, uh, you know, the Q5 and, and the performance cars that they sell, they sell a lot in, you know, kind of that performance space. And what I like about the XC60 Polestar Engineered is that we're doing it the Volvo way. It's going to be fun to drive. It's not a track car, but it is going to be a lot of fun to drive. It's going to have a lot of the extra kind of Polestar treatments to it. And um, it should just be a really fun day. And I think that the journalists are are, are really going to respond well to that car and, and all the cars. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not just the U.S. that's doing a press drive. No, I mean, let, let's take a little journey um, down to South America, to Chile. We will have... Um, nearly 80 journalists, I think the same amount that are going to be up in Banff at the same exact time are going to be down in Chile driving the S60. So the drive is going to start in Santiago and they're going to go about 160 kilometers. Um, they will of course do the walk around, they will you know, talk about all the ins and outs of the vehicle um, but most importantly they're just going to have some really good quality time behind the wheel of the S60 along this incredible backdrop of the Andes Mountains. So I mean I, I Banff is pretty amazing, the Andes are pretty amazing I, I don't know which is more incredible yeah i think it's a tie um but regardless really f- great locations for journalists to experience our cars yeah so there's gonna be a lot of great things coming about uh, out about the cars over the next uh several weeks as yeah. we kind of end out summer and, and so summer's we... gonna end out very very soon i know i know so we should expect coverage to hit probably first week of september and then roll out from there yeah i think uh you'll see a, a probably a flurry at least on the u.s calendar right around Labor Day and then things will probably that two weeks after Labor Day you'll see a a majority of this stuff come through. So as we're enjoying the last weekend of summer laying by the pool soaking it all in you can read the coverage um, of our new model year 2020 vehicles read the coverage coming out of Latin America on our S60 and and get ready for fall. That's right and uh and so we will be doing that, and you'll be doing that in your new apartment. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. Got to so, settle in. And, we'll, and, and we want to hear next time about how much you were able to pack into an XC90, if, if you're able to pack a full apartment into the XC90. I bet you can. Oh, 100%. I've, I already did it because, of course, I moved from one apartment to the second. Everything fit in the XC90. Good. Good. So all, that, all those years of playing Tetris have, have, really, have really paid off. Excellent. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us uh, on this first podcast. We certainly hope that you'll subscribe. I'm Jim Nichols. I've been Hannah Caton. We'll see you in a couple weeks.